This is a sort of Star Wars podcast. This is where the fun begins. Back it up, fuzzball. I feel the force. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a sort of Star Wars podcast. The podcast that is sort of about Star Wars and sort of about everything else. And today we have Molly back on the show. Hi, Molly. Hello, Ryan. How are you? I am doing just fine. I'm comfy cozy. Good. I'm good. Good. And I just finished my hot toddy. Well. (laughs) Now I finished my hot toddy. (laughs) So, So we'll be good to go. Um, yeah, you haven't been on the show for a while. I don't know what's up with that, but yeah, it seems like it has been a while. I know, but we are going to have other beautiful guests on. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and we're going to be talking about some Star Wars today. Nice. Um, so it's like the year of episode nine. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. But it's also the, it's also the year of Phantom Menace. Did you know that as well? Because it's the 20th anniversary since Phantom Menace came out. 20 years? I know. Crazy, right? Nah. Yeah. 1999, it came out. It wasn't 20. Wait. Let me do the math here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm just confused because, like, I'm 27. So I was seven when that movie came out? That seems unreal. Yeah, and I was in third grade. I remember that. So, oh, right, because Jordan Vu. <laughs> Jordan Vu. Got to leave school. Before. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what a joker, that Jordan Vu. I, I just, just can't believe we were that young. Yeah. It's crazy. We're getting old. We're getting real old. <laughs> I just feel like Phantom Menace was like middle school. Mm, no. Um, so, because episode nine is coming out this year, and it's about 11 months away... And there are exactly 11 Star Wars live action movies. We will do one Star Wars movie each month. One. Yeah, one per month. Okay, I always forget people can't. They're not watching the no, Skype video. they're not video. watching. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll record the video and the <laughs> audio and collab it together and post it on, on the YouTube.com. But I'm not that high tech yet at this point. So... Um, yeah, so each month we'll do one episode about one of the movies. And I've kind of been debating what order we should go in because I feel like we should just go in release order. Do you think that makes I sense? Agree. Yes. Yeah, okay. So we'll do we'll do it in release order. And so that means today we'll be starting with A New Hope and mm-hmm. just kind of revisiting each episode and talking about why we like it, what we like about it, what it's meant in our lives. how it's changed me for the better (laughs) exactly uh okay so that's the plan cool and then it'll all be leading up to in december of this year episode nine will be coming out episode nine title unknown that's the title of it (laughs) they released the title of episode nine it's title unknown -uh. (laughs) nah oh that's like what could the title be? Let's see, uh, it was what? The Last Jedi? No, The Force Awakens, and then The Last Jedi, and then Jedi Forever. <laughs> Force Forever. 
Hashtag FF Force. I think it's just episode nine, Raylo. I think is what it is. It's just simply. Yeah. I think that sounds good. (laughs) Raylo forever. No, I think some names people are throwing around that they like is um, A New Order. Mm. Or one is like Gray Jedi or something along that sort. Or. the phantom good person <laughs> yes that's what it is it's <laughs> not phantom, that one out it's, there it's the known good person not phantom <laughs> <laughs> return um, of the luke i think is what it is oh good yeah because he's not dead but um <laughs> so yeah that's what we'll be doing but before we get into episode four or a new hope let's uh let's we got some reviews for the podcast so um i appreciate everybody that sends in reviews and the one guy i assume it's a guy i don't know the one person that sent in a review i uh, posted it posted it on the socials but i like to give him a shout out in the actual podcast so um two reviews both five stars of course i mean <laughs> are there any other options no not for this one <laughs> all right so this is from walui and it says, look forward to each new episode. I've listened to every sort of Star Wars podcast episode and have enjoyed each one. It has rekindled my love of Star Wars, and I also love the random topics they cover and laughs they evoke each week. Riot and his co-hosts always feel like me listening in to friends hanging out in the best way. If you're into Star Wars, and even if you're not, it's worth a listen. So that's pretty awesome. That is a really nice review. And it says, it has rekindled my love of Star Wars. And that's pretty much the whole point of this. Yeah. Is uh, to rekindle or continue people's love for Star Wars. Rekindle my love, or I mean, continue my love for Star Wars. And the second five-star review is from A. Groff 5. Hmm. It says, Hmm. it says, LOL and helpful too exclamation point and the review is love this trio of dads and husbands <laughs> i assume that's referring to our dadding episodes that we've had um i think this person probably just listened to this maybe not so much contrary as- to popular belief <laughs> i'm not a dad or a husband <laughs> yeah we don't have a trio of dads this time but uh thank you agroff for the review and so uh really appreciate the reviews and um I love to hear feedback and apparently actually it does help people find the podcast in uh itunes and the podcast apps with when you get better reviews so oh nice always appreciate that and if you like the podcast and have a face leave a five-star review so i think it's just <laughs> so the only qualification is to have a face <laughs> maybe even if you don't like the podcast if you have a face leave a five-star review <laughs> it's common courtesy <laughs> And before you leave anything other than five stars, just send me an email. (laughs) We'll make it right. (laughs) All right. So uh, another quick little thing before we get into uh, talking about episode four. I have some exciting news, Molly. Um, I watched Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. That's amazing. Did you like it? Uh, Like the the first one. Oh, yeah. The second one hasn't come out yet. Or did it come out? I don't know. Either way, I didn't see the second one. Okay. Um, and I'm not. I'm. It, it did come out. I don't know if it's out on home cassette yet. 
but it has come out to okay. watch. Um, and I don't know that I'm going to go see it. Apparently, it got oh. not a lot of good reviews, even from oh. like the Harry Potter world fandom. Hmm. But I didn't really like the first one. Really? You kind of gave it rave oh. reviews. Um, I felt like the whole time, like I like the main actor. I like I like mm-hmm. the actor himself, and I like the character of Newt. Um, mm-hmm. And I like like the four main characters, like the two yeah. girls and Newt and the guy he meets at the train station or whatever. Um, yeah. I think they do a good job, and I like their relationships to each other. But I don't the story I just couldn't get into. So he accidentally loses all of his or a lot of his beasts. Yeah. And like, is the whole storyline just him trying to get them back? And where does Grindelwald come into this? And what's up with the like kid? Uh, I forget what they even call him. I'm a bad Harry Potter fan, but yeah, he's the one who's like actually doing all the bad stuff, right? And he's like, yeah, most most of the time they only live till they're 11, but he's yeah. like way older than that, and. Like, right away, I knew that guy, Colin Farrell's character, I knew that he was the bad guy. I mean, that was yeah. pretty obvious from the get-go. I just felt like yeah. the whole movie didn't have, like, a good rhythm for it, and it was kind of all over the place, and I wasn't really sure of the storyline. I don't know. I was kind of... I don't know. I just felt like it was... I didn't really feel it, get it. I don't yeah. know. But, I mean, the, the action sequences were good. Um, it definitely had that more than, like, a typical Harry Potter movie, I think. Um, yeah. But... And the beasts or the creatures were cool. The yeah, the like uh, imagination behind them. But I felt like it was just missing story. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was just like the the bad guy, Grindelwald, like was trying to find that boy to change him to a dark wizard so he could use him. But he, so he didn't know that boy was the, the, cause he was, no. the, he was like befriending that boy and telling him, oh, he was telling that boy to l- keep an eye out for yeah the kid. What did they call Yeah. Him? Because it was like helping them. I forget. Fine. Obscurus. That's what it is. Yes. Obscurus. So. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I mean, basically I was just felt like there wasn't enough plot to keep me interested in the movie. I was like. Oh, uh, how or when is this movie going to end? Because I don't really oh. understand the point of it, and I don't know. So that's what I was gonna say. I feel like the second one is going to tie it into Voldemort. Okay, but maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I'd kind of considered because all I really knew was that Grindelwald was kind of like the predecessor to Voldemort as far as like evil wizards go. Right. Um, but I, th- I guess I was looking for more tie into actual Harry Potter, and there wasn't enough connection there for me. Yeah. So I like the setting of Harry Potter and that area more than yeah. this. So it was. Well, the second one has Dumbledore and all that. So right. yeah, that'd be a little more tie in. Yeah. So. Um. But I still am reading through the books. I'm on oh, nice. book four now, Goblet of Fire. Nice. So um, it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. And I'm liking the books more than I thought I would. Um, yeah. It's just... And I like I like all the extra stuff, of course, that the books have that the movies don't have. But 
I'm a super impatient person. So right. <laughs> it's hard for me to like keep reading when I like know what's going to happen because I saw the movies. Yeah. And I just want to be like, I just want to watch the movie and like get to the end of the story. You know, but, <laughs> right. but plus it's hard for me to find time to read. But yeah, just long bathroom breaks. It's all it takes. There you go. <laughs> That's how I feel about Jurassic Park. Are you reading, reading that? Dra- I am. Yeah. By Michael Crichton. Yeah. And um, it's like it's there's a lot of things that are different. And I guess because I know Jurassic Park so well, sometimes I'm like, wait, that's not how that's supposed to happen. And I'm like, well, actually, it is because, right. you know, this was written first or whatever. But it is kind of interesting. Well, and didn't they kind of take parts of the book for each three movies? Like the one book yeah. is kind of divided into the first three movies. I think it's divided into the first and the third because he has a book called The Lost World. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, um, but there are things that are happening in this book that happen in the third movie. And I'm like, oh, that was like the opening scene to the third movie or uh, whatever. So, yeah, it, yeah, there are, it's kind of a mix of the two. That's cool. But I like it. Yeah. yeah. But it is hard when you like know the other story so well. Right. Yeah. To like get through the book. Another thing I want to do uh, as far as books go, once I'm done with the Harry Potters, I'd like to read the novelizations of some of the Star Wars books. Um, I've heard a lot of praise about Revenge of the Sith, uh, the novelization, um, because it just goes a lot, like all books, goes a lot deeper into like the thoughts and inner workings of Anakin and the relationship between him and Obi-Wan and... um, (laughs) uh, one part that I guess is in the book, but not the movie. So you know the part where um, Mace Windu tells Anakin that he can be on the council, but he's not considered a uh, master. Right. And he's like, how can you be on the council and not be a master? And uh, Mace Windu in the movie says, take a seat, young Skywalker. And in the book, Anakin replies, I think only in his head, he replies, maybe I'll take yours. And I was like, oh, man, that'd be so good if that was in the movie because... I know. I'm not a Mace Windu fan at all. Oh, really? Yeah. Not a Mace Mace Windu fan. But anyways, so I'd like to read that book. But that's enough. That's enough book talk. Yeah. Yeah. Books are lame. Yeah. (laughs) Movies. (laughs) Okay. Well, before we get into talking about episode four, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsors. Great. This episode of a sort of Star Wars podcast is brought to you in part by Tashi Station, your leader in power converters and wasting time with your friends. But don't forget to get your chores done. Tashi Station, power converters are just one more season away. Also, and we're back. (laughs) That was a great sponsor. Yeah, thank you, sponsor. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I wanted to revisit these movies um, for one kind of like to hype up episode nine, but also because um, I get annoyed when I talk to people and they're like, Star Wars is so stupid. And I'm like, why? Well, uh, well, I haven't I haven't seen them, but I don't really like sci fi movies. I'm like, well, it's not it's not about being a sci fi movie. You know what I mean? It's more than just it wouldn't be the huge success that it is. If it was just about spaceships pew-pewing at each other. Pew-pew. <laughs> pew-pew. <laughs> um, so, 
And plus, I don't know how you can just say you don't like it because, I mean, it's like saying you don't like history. I mean, it, it actually happened. <laughs> so it's like it's history. Right. 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 It's actual. A long time ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just lucky enough that someone was there with a camera <laughs> to document it. <laughs> that would explain, like, people hate on Anakin for being a bad actor. I'm like, he's that's him. He's not an actor. It's Anakin right. Skywalker. I know. Jeez. People just don't get it. <laughs> Um, so I think part of the reason why people don't necessarily like, uh, Star Wars is because it can be kind of confusing, especially because it's kind of a spacey, uh, sci-fi type of thing. So yeah, I have come up with a, um, basic description of the plot. And in that I excluded words like space and empire and spaceships and stuff like that, um, to try and explain it as most basic as I could, because I kind of want this to be like an intro to Star Wars kind of if somebody was they've never seen the movies and they don't know why they've never seen them because it just hasn't appealed to them maybe if they just knew the plot rather than just seeing pictures of Darth Vader they might want to uh, see the movie so right let me I, I divide into one two three four five six six sentences the whole Ooh. movie in six sentences wow so I'll read through these and you can <laughs> let me know if I missed anything important so I'll read through okay. them all here an orphaned farm boy, Luke, accidentally ends up with plans to a super weapon, and the evil government kills his aunt and uncle trying to get it back. He meets an old guy who fought with his dad and says he will teach him to become a warrior and fight back against the evil government. With the government still looking for him, Luke finds someone to smuggle him to safety and forms a bond as they get captured and need to plan their escape. They meet someone else who has also been captured, and find out this weapon has destroyed her home and everyone she knows and loves. They escape and make it back to safety and join the revolution against the oppressive government only to find out that they've been tracked and will soon be under attack. The revolutionaries fight back and with the help of Luke's training are able to destroy the superweapon and gain ground on their way to liberty from tyranny for all. Mm. So that's six senses describing the whole movie. And like I said, I didn't use any space or starships or star or anything like that. That's so true. I feel it's like good. I feel like you could take the story and just make it on Earth and it wouldn't be quite as cool if you like the space stuff, but it could also work. So Right, it could. Um I mean, do you think I covered most of the most important things there? Yeah. Pretty much. Basically, it's a kid who wants more from his life than farming and gets thrown into this epic story of good yep. versus evil. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, so even if you're not into space or sci-fi movies, I still think you should give this movie a try. So, um, It's a good story. It's a, it's a great story. Mm -hmm. And, of course, when I... I rewatched the movie twice this weekend, actually. Um, once with the kids and one without. So basically, I only watched it once because uh, watching it with the kids is like, uh, yeah, basically like not watching not a movie really at watching. all. Yeah. Yeah. But they sit through this movie. One of the reasons I like A New Hope um, and Phantom Menace, uh, which we'll talk about later, is both of these movies our kids will normally sit through at least most of it, if not all of it. So it's pretty pretty cool with these two movies um yeah 
So the first thing that comes up here, and probably one of the most iconic things of Star Wars, is the opening crawl. Um, so I feel like we should read the opening crawl. You know, Great. like the music starts, and you know you're watching the Star Wars movie when those words start scrolling down the screen. So this is the first thing. Do you people... need me to sing the music while you? Yeah, do if it? you could. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, one, two, <laughs> three, four. <laughs> Let me know when I'm supposed to come in. <laughs> Did I come on on fa or so? <laughs> you missed your cue. Oh, I missed it. We'll try oh, it later. Shoot. <laughs> we uh, should practice. Okay, we'll try again next time. All right, here it goes. Episode four: A New Hope. It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans of the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. So that's the first thing you get to read, and um, if you're quick enough, you can read it anyways. um and i don't know if i want to say a whole lot about the crawl um other than it can be kind of confusing but i guess if you watch the movie it all makes sense so yeah one thing that i noticed here um so it's it says so this movie came out way back in 77 and it says um rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil galactic empire and I'm like, oh, that's the Battle of Scarif, which we get to see in Rogue One, yeah, uh, which we'll talk about later. So it was, I didn't really put it together um, that it said that in the opening crawl, um, since I haven't really watched it that closely for a while. But right, it's cool how in the movies they tie everything together. So for sure, yeah. Um, so now that you know the basic plot to the movie uh people who are listening can go watch the movie and then come back and listen to us talk about the movie so right we'll just wait here <laughs> go ahead so how's the weather in florida Warm <laughs> as we and wait sunny. as we wait for them to get back from watching their movie <laughs> okay so and we're back <laughs> and we're back um so it's I had suggested that we pick out a couple favorite things from the movies. Do we want to go ahead and uh, start with those? Sure. You start. Okay. So it was hard for me to pick out a third favorite part. Um, Like one and two, I kind of got like right away. It's hard for me to pick out a third favorite part. Um, And uh, what was I going to say? Oh, because I had like a lot of different options that I wanted as like my third favorite. But I ended up on uh, the part of Han Solo pretending to be TK-421 as when they are, uh, when they enter the detention center to get Princess Mm -hmm. Leia and they pretend that (laughs) Chewie is their, you know, uh, captive and he breaks loose and they they go ahead and shoot all the guards there and blast out all the i guess they're cameras i don't know what those things are that they're blasting either cameras really or sure. other guns i'm not sure um and then, and then like the console is like 
beeping and I guess Han thinks he has to get on there and explain what happens. <laughs> he said, uh, yeah, everything's good here. Situation normal. <laughs> and they're like, what's going on in there? Uh, just a weapons malfunction. And like, he just like tries to like talk through it and he just, he doesn't succeed at all. He just ends up yeah. shooting it by the end of, by the end of the <laughs> conversation and they're going to send more guards down anyways. So I would say that's one. Of, I mean, it's just kind of funny because it's part. typical Han trying to talk his way out of something that he usually yeah. is not successful doing so yeah that is what i ended up with my third favorite part so what would be your top third part favorite part okay so i didn't really rank them oh okay well what's i didn't think to rank them oh well then just what's your okay just so... rank them now okay <laughs> whatever you say <laughs> now will be the third <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't know why, but I really like the part in the cantina with that like song that that band, the one song that band knows. It's like the only song they know. And then that guy's like, he doesn't like you. I know. Like, what? <laughs> That part gets me every time. <laughs> and Luke is just like, okay, and turns around. <laughs> like, I don't like you either. <laughs> just like that part's so ridiculous. I don't really like get the whole like flow of like why that's in there. Yeah. But why was that guy I looking kinda... to pick a fight? Like Luke was like <laughs> yeah. non-confrontational at all. <laughs> and <laughs> and I don't like you either. <laughs> and he said, What does he say? I've got a death sentence on twelve systems. And Luke goes Oh, I'll be careful then. He said, you'll be dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And I think why I like that part, too, is because in Blue Harvest, the family guy one. Yeah. He's like, I don't like you. And he's like, you don't even know me. And then they, like, start talking to each other. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So then every time I watch it, that's, like, what I think of. Like, yeah, yeah this guy doesn't even know this kid. <laughs> Would he have done that to anybody who sat in that stool? Like, why Why attack Luke? Like, what was it about Luke that... I mean, he probably heard Luke whining. Probably. <laughs> I'm Tashi Station. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, when you meet... Yeah, so I don't know why, but I just think that part is, like, is kind of funny. And yeah. I like the song in the background. Yeah, I like the cantina scene, too, because you get to see so many different characters, like, so many different species in one place. Yeah. And it kind of shows um, how big the galaxy is. Yeah. 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 That's good choice. Fun. Good. Number Thanks. three choice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so my second favorite part is, I mean, kind of cliche, when the Death Star is destroyed um, mm -hmm. at the end of the movie. But more specifically, as soon as the Death Star is destroyed... And uh, Luke gets back to, like, the Yavin base. Um, Princess Leia comes out. And she's like, run, and they hug. And then Han comes up, and they all thought Han left and that he was never coming back. And they all hug, and they're all smiling, and they're, have, like, they're all celebrating. And it's just uh, cool to see them all excited to see each other. And you can see how their friendship has gone from total strangers to, like, best friends within the course mm -hmm. of this movie, which is, like two days or something like that <laughs> like really right i'm trying to think of it's even more than that but um and then it goes right from that scene into the 
I don't know what it's called. I'll call it the ceremony or closing ceremony or whatever it is where like they get yeah. their medals and they're like walking down the big aisle. And for some reason, Luke and Han get a medal and like nobody else. There's like, like what, what about all the people that helped to defeat the yeah. Death Star? Do they all get medals? Do we just see Luke and Han <laughs> getting medals and no one else? But I, don't know, I like I like that music that comes in there. Uh, it's so like, yeah, it's really loud and very um, exciting during that yeah. part. A great way to end yeah. the movie. For sure. So that is my second favorite. What What would okay. you say is your second favorite? Um, My second favorite is probably when Leia goes up to General Tarkin <laughs> and is like, I smelled your foul stench when I came on this boat or whatever. Yeah. Yes, ship, whatever. But um, I don't know. I just feel like that whole like part with Leia just like shows her like tenacity and that she's like a strong. She's not just like this damsel in distress kind of thing. She's a strong character. And I feel like they really built her up. And that was just one like she's not scared to stand up to this like kind of scary dude. Right. You know, she's got Tarkin right in front of her and Darth Vader directly behind her. Right. And yeah, it's got to be like the scariest place to be. And they're like talking about blowing up her home world. And she's still yeah. like bad mouthing Tarkin to his face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like that scene with her. I. And yeah. What? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I, it's like a different part, but like the same part where she's like she has to like save the boys mm, yeah you know they like get her out of the cell and then they like she has to shoot the garbage shoot or whatever right. and someone's got to save us or whatever <laughs> yeah. just like those two would be like i think i know they're different scenes but just like the strength of leia i think is cool yeah especially for a movie from the 70s right when that wasn't really like a popular thing yeah i mean i know star wars gets a lot of flack for those older movies about not having enough female characters or diversity and stuff like that but I think they did do a good job with Leia as being a very strong character, yeah. strong-willed and smart and courageous type of character. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she says, some rescue. <laughs> she says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Han like runs out to the end and tries to shoot the guards and they come through and he like runs back and he's like, well, we can't go out that way. And she's like, well, you managed to cut off our only escape route. <laughs> like. <laughs> She just met this guy. She's already been like very snarky with him. It's just, yeah, it's good. So, yeah, I like those two parts. Yeah. Um, okay. So, my favorite part, and this actually happens pretty early on in the movie, is uh, the part where Luke, so he gets the droids and then he's starting to clean them up and he learns that uh, he sees the message and he knows that one of the droids is uh, looking for Obi Wan Kenobi. Or maybe he means old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> Anyways, not that part. So then um, he goes back to have dinner and his uh, he's talking to his uncle and he's like, well, maybe with the droids I can go to the academy early and get out of this farm, basically. And his uncle's like, no, you have to stay on another season. And Luke's just like really upset. And he, he after dinner, he leaves and he goes up to the surface and he goes and he stands on that mound and he looks at the binary sun's there and the force theme is playing and you can just like see him looking off into somewhere other than where he is you know he just like dreams to leave there and wonders yeah. what sort of adventure is going to be for him 
out there that he's missing on, you know, being here on yeah. the that on the planet farthest from the center of the universe, as he puts it. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that was I mean the that song, which is either called Binary Sons or the Force theme, is my favorite song in Star Wars. And just with like the swelling of the music and him looking out over the the two sons and it's just yeah, that's my favorite scene. That's funny. Yeah. That's my favorite one. Oh man. But for a different reason. Oh, okay. So it's like you ordered the same I, thing off the menu as I did. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> but I think it's interesting because I like it for a very different reason than you do, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. So like I like that whole part where he goes to dinner and starts talking about his dad and is like, I think my dad knew him, and then you can see or he says something about the what does he say? He says the droid belongs to obi-wan and then he's like i'm wondering if that's like if obi or old ben kenobi knows him or whatever and then peru looks at owen and you know that they know the story right and then he like leaves and peru's like he's got too much of his father in him he can't stay here and just like that build up of like his dad is somebody of importance right that we don't really know a lot about yet and then like i like that whole connection in that whole part, just like talking about his dad and yeah, learning that his dad was somebody of greatness, but at this point we don't really know right why. Yeah, and you can. And then I do like the part where he's standing with the two sons, just because it's like a classic scene. Right. But yeah, I really appreciated this last time I watched it. The like story of his dad and Peru and Owen knowing it, but not really saying anything. Right. Yeah, it's um, and you can tell that his uncle uh is like worried that oh no Mm -hmm. he's gonna find out the truth about his dad and they've been trying to keep it a secret for so long Um, yeah but yeah i thought about that too the last time i watched it how um worried they are and yeah his aunt's just like he he needs to leave because it's he's not meant to be a farm boy you know right yeah so it's good um i wanted to I mean, I have a whole list of notes here of other things that I noticed about this movie that are some of them are like kind of like um, like questions that were brought up in my mind uh, watching it again. Um, I thought it was pretty convenient how R2-D2, who is the one who holds the plans for the Death Star, uh, ends up with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, that's who he's looking for. But there are so many things that had to happen for him to actually end up with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Like, for starters, him and C-3PO escape um, that cruiser at the beginning, the Taintive 4, if you want to be technical, and um, and through an escape pod. And the Empire, yeah. the Empire sees the escape pod, and they're about to blow it up, and the guy's like, oh, no, there's no life readings on board. Don't bother. Like, okay. When did all of a sudden we care about like our unlimited blaster bolts? Like just fire right. one bullet and blow it up just to make sure, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I don't know, five or 10 minutes later in the movie, uh, one of the guys is like talking to Vader and he's like, uh, one of the escape pods was jettisoned during the attack. He's, he's like, the plans must be on the escape pod. We need to find that. I'm like if they would have just blown up the escape pod, they wouldn't have to worry about any of this. So kind of a stupid move at that 
that guy who was in charge of the guns probably got choked out later by Vader. But yeah, um, yeah. So R two ends up with Obi Wan Kenobi, so he he survives the escape pod, and then he gets in the desert, gets picked up by Jawas, and gets on the transport, and then happens to be sold to Luke and his dad, mm-hmm. or Luke and his uncle, and then uh, runs away from them. And then Luke finds him way out in the desert and then gets knocked out. And Obi-Wan happens to show up right at that same time. It's just like a lot of a lot of right. things had to align. So I wonder if it was coincidence or the will of the force. Oh. Episode nine, Will of the Force. <laughs> oh, that's a good title. Yeah. Swipe up to see the trail the trailer for Will of the Force. <laughs> It's just you and I playing with <laughs> Legos, <fake> lightsabers, <laughs> Legos. <laughs> Lego could make yeah. Lego could make a movie, Star Wars, and like the main character could be called his name could be Will, and it could be Star Wars Will of the Force. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and make this movie myself. <laughs> I got yeah, some Legos think- and a and a Kodak camera. I can do some stop motion. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I made some other notes here of things that I found interesting. Um, Darth Vader is in this movie, and um, he is kind of like Anakin um, that we see in other movies. Uh, in that, I kind of noticed in this movie that he's got a very short temper, mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't think he's so much different from Anakin and like he, so at the very beginning of the movie, when he goes onto that cruiser and he's asking this guy questions and he's just choking the guy while he's asking him questions, like, oh, for one, the guy can't respond if he's being choked to death. And for two, like, why pick this guy out and choke him to death? Like, that's not going to be helpful at all to choke one guy to death. Especially if you're looking for answers. So I thought that was just him right. losing his temper. And then again, later he chokes a guy at their like board meeting on the Death Star. Yeah. And like the guy's just like, your religion hasn't given you clairvoyance to find the stolen tapes or whatever. And and Darthur's like, uh-uh. And he like just starts choking him. He's like, don't talk <laughs> about my religion like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know, just... And Tarkin's just sitting there and he's like, this isn't helping at all. <laughs> like, why, why yeah. are you choking this guy? Uh, but yeah, so that was one thing I kind of put together that even though he might be older, he's not so different. I wish Tarkin had more of a role in the movies. <coughs> I kind of like him. Yeah, I was. Um, when I watched Clone Wars, he has a role in Clone Wars. So it's cool to see him in that. And I'd like to read his book as well. There's a book called. Tarkin. So. Hmm. Um Oh, another thing. So when Luke um meets Obi-Wan, goes to his house, and Obi-Wan says something about um he fought with Luke's father in the Clone Wars. And I mean, that makes sense now because we know about the Clone Wars that happened in the movie Attack of the Clones. But like when he wrote this way back when, did he have this planned out or did he just pick a random thing and be like, oh, there's probably Clone Wars. Like, 
Yeah. Why specifically Clone Wars, not just like a war or the war or I fought with your dad or, you know, stuff like that. Why Clone Wars? Did he have all this in mind? Because I don't think that he did. It's just interesting um, to think about way back then talking about the Clone Wars. Right. And also Leia mentions it in her tape to Obi-Wan, her recording. Right. uh, About how her father served uh, Obi-Wan or vice versa in the Clone Wars. So it's mentioned yeah. twice in the movie. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. The movie about that doesn't come out till many, many years later. And as far as I knew, I don't know if it's something that he just made up when he wrote the movie initially and then made the stories later fix it or fit it or what. So Yeah, I don't know. I um the other part that I, the other thing I think is interesting about when Luke goes to Ben's house is like, are they friends? I just get so <laughs> confused because like Owen talks about like this old Ben guy is crazy yeah. and you know they say he's like a hermit and all this stuff, but then like Luke goes to his house and they're like buddies, right. like they're talking just like they're old friends. I'm like, how often do you come to this guy's <laughs> house? Like I I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I don't understand their relationship at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I, it seems like he knows him at least because he's like knocked out from that sand guy, the, the Tuscan Raider, you know, and then mm-hmm. Obi-Wan saves him and Luke wakes up and he goes, Ben? Like he knows him, like he recognizes him. Yeah. So he must have met right. him at some point, but yeah. I don't think that they probably hung out lately. Um, Cause why would, why wait till now to, give him the lightsaber and tell him about his dad and you know why what what is special about this meeting other than there are people filming at this time probably (laughs) (laughs) that's what it was yeah 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 that's interesting to think about if they hung out before Hmm. um another thing that that i find kind of funny with luke and obi-wan so Assuming that they haven't really met before and he doesn't really know Ben. Um, so he meets Ben one day and he tells him about the force and gives him a lightsaber. And that same day, they're down to Mos Eisley and they meet Han Solo and they go on the Millennium Falcon. And Obi-Wan's like showing him how to use a lightsaber, you know, with that ball that shoots at him, you know, how to block and use the force. And that's pretty much all the training that he gives him. You know what I mean? Here's a lightsaber. Reach out with the force. (laughs) And you'll be able to block this little thing. And now Luke. And then, of course, later, spoiler alert, Obi-Wan dies. And, like, Luke is, like, super sad about it. After knowing Obi-Wan maybe two days. Maybe. I almost want to say one day. (laughs) And it's kind of funny because... Leia is the one to comfort him when Obi-Wan dies and Leia had her entire planet blown up. Right. <laughs> she lost everybody who she like n- knew or loved <laughs> got blown up and she's the one consoling <laughs> Luke about it about right. she's the one consoling Luke about Obi-Wan. This is kind of funny. Um yeah. And for some reason when I see yeah. Obi-Wan die, it's not like a huge hit to me, but I was thinking that if I would see Ewan McGregor in that same fight as Obi-Wan and get killed, it would be like a big deal. Right. Yeah, it's just weird how that... 
it's hard for me to see them as the same person. Right. Um, that scene where they're like on the Millennium Falcon and he's like practicing with that thing yeah. with his lightsaber. This part always gets me. Han is like, says something about the force. And Luke is like, you don't believe in the force, do you? Yeah. And I'm like, the thing you just learned about five minutes ago? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, why are you like all of a sudden angry that people don't agree? Yeah. Like, you literally knew nothing about it until yesterday. Yeah, what does he say? <laughs> Hooky religion and ancient weapons uh, don't compare to a blaster or something like that. Or no. Yeah. Or no. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, he likes blasters. Yeah. Yeah, that is funny. I, I never thought about that. You don't believe in the Force, do you? Oh, man. Yeah, and also, another question I had about Luke and Obi-Wan is they don't really make mention that certain people are good with the Force and other people aren't. Like, that's kind of like a big thing in the prequel trilogies, how, like, when they meet Anakin as a little boy, his midichlorian count is off the chart more than Master Yoda. And like, so he's going to be really good at using the force, but they don't do anything like that with Luke. And they don't act like you have to be a certain way to use the force. You just have to learn how to use it. You know what I mean? Obi-Wan's just like, I'll teach you how to use the force. It's like, okay, can he, can anyone learn to use the force? And they just don't. Or does Obi-Wan just know Luke is going to be good at the force because of who his dad is right maybe they counted as midichlorians when he was born before they handed them off that's possible i guess obi-wan might remember that he didn't remember owning r2d2 though (laughs) well i guess (laughs) i don't recall ever owning a droid i guess i guess he didn't ever own the droid um i forget what it is at some point in some Star Wars book, comic, movie, or leaflet, it talks about it talks about Obi Wan wanting to train Leia instead of Luke because uh, of the anger and um, lack of patience that Luke has, and so he wants to teach Leia, but Yoda tells him to teach Luke instead. So hmm. it was planned long before to teach Luke. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that they don't talk about having to be good at the force to use it. You yeah. just need to learn how to use it. So, yeah. Does Luke really have an anger problem? Maybe, I guess I'm maybe not as much anger as just lack of patience. I think about it a lot when he goes to meet Yoda, and yeah, which we'll talk about next month when we talk about Empire Strikes Back, and he just has no patience yeah. when it comes to that. And, yeah, and he true. says he can't teach him because he's too much like his father. So, but that's pretty much all the notes. It seems that like I had. Did you have some some more to say? Oh, I was just gonna say it seems like the anger kind of skips a generation. <laughs> you go from like Darth Vader, Anakin, right? Spoiler alert! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> who's like angry and. Oh like, yeah, I see where you're going with out. this. Yeah, and then you go to like Luke, who's like just slightly impatient with like Yoda, right? And then you go to Kylo Ren, who's like smashing elevators yeah. and. But if you think of like a five year old, if you think of Darth Vader when he was, whatever Ben is supposed to be, or Kylo Ren, twenty yeah. years old. I mean, he had some anger issues. 
Especially right. when he's burning up from lava. I <laughs> yeah. <can't> go! <laughs> that kind of thing. I can't say I would be the happiest of campers either <laughs> if I was burning from lava. Yeah. We'll talk about that more when we get to that movie. But it's going to be fun to go through all these movies. So yeah, this one was kind of just like an intro episode. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I really zoned out through like, what part was it? Um I like came back to and I was like, oh, I missed all. Oh, it was pretty much the entire scene, like the whole part from where they got onto the Imperial starship and then like dressed up mm-hmm. like them right. and like all of that. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, they're like stuck in this hallway and they're about to go down the trash chute. I just like totally zoned out. Well, it's kind of the whole time. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it so many times. It's hard for me to like, like, pl- like pay attention very closely to it. You know what I mean? It's like I know the story yeah. and I know what's going to happen, so I can walk and get a bowl of ice cream and still have it play. You know, I don't need to pause it and get right. to do something. Um, right. So, yeah, maybe that makes me not necessarily a diehard fan, but um, it's funny because the first time I tried to watch it, or the first time I wanted to rewatch it to take to talk about it on the podcast um i kind of it was late at night it was like 11 45 that i started it <laughs> and i was like dozing off part way through i was like i can make it I, I can make it through this movie and and then i like woke up at the part where <laughs> obi-wan is in the desert with luke and he's like hello there <laughs> you know to R2 <laughs> come here my little friend <laughs> and that's the part where i like woke up to and uh i was like oh well and then after that i mean i turned it off then and watched it the next day um and after that it was like i didn't have a problem focusing on the rest of the movie and then when i rewatched it today um i was it was sunday afternoon and sunday afternoons are hard for me to keep my eyes open anyways (laughs) and i was like dozing off again at the same part and i woke up (laughs) i woke up at the same part again and mel actually woke me up she's like uh are we watching this movie or am i just watching this movie (laughs) (laughs) and i was like once i I, like gotta get past the like desert part and once it like gets to the once they meet han and after that i'm good but like up to that point i like i can't seem to like I mean, I make it to the binary sun scene because that's my favorite. But yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so I am. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go. Oh, um. Oh, I totally lost it. Totally lost it. Oh, go it. ahead. I don't remember what I was gonna say. Um. Oh, the part that I really wanted to see was the um, when C three PO and um. R2-D2 are like hiding in that closet in the control room <laughs> and all the stormtroopers are coming in. Yeah. I wanted to see when that stormtrooper like hits his head on the door. Oh. And there's a stormtrooper that hits his head on that blast door. Is it that seat? What, it go- yeah. Okay. It like goes up and right. he hits the top of his right. head and I really wanted to watch it and it was just so funny because he like hits the top of his head and then you can actually see him in the background like rubbing. <laughs> Like, it's just so funny. You can, like, see him, like, get a little disoriented, and then he, like, rubs his helmet, and then he, like, gets back together, but... Which is funny, because so I'm sure that was, like, a mistake, and they just left it in, because yeah. there was another part... I mean, it's kind of like... Like, I wouldn't say they're funny movies, but there are funny parts that, like, are very subtle. 
um yeah like that and another one i thought of is so the stormtroopers are chasing um han and luke down the hallways and or at least one of them i forget and they they're racing and there's these big doors in front of luke and or they're in front of han and the stormtroopers are like close the blast doors close the blast doors and, oh yeah and, like as they're closing, Han jumps through, and now the doors are completely closed, and now they can't chase Han anymore. So open the blast doors! Open the blast doors! <laughs> like, like, I, yeah. I thought that Typical was funny too. They're like so dumb in these movies. Like compared to First Order, <laughs> I know. which we'll get to later. First Order troopers and other troopers, clone troopers. The stormtroopers are just so stupid. Like the um, another part that I thought. So when they're in Mos Eisley and they go into the cantina, and the droids go into like need to hide from the stormtroopers so they don't get caught um they go into this random open door and close the door and c-3po's like lock the door and yeah so um then the stormtroopers come up and they're like okay spread out open all or check all the doors and they <laughs> go to the very first door which is the one that c-3po and r2 are, are in and they knock on the door several times and they said it's locked on to the next one I'm like wow that's like so easy like it's locked on to the next one like wow you really tried there <laughs> yeah but, those are like things that i feel like they have you watched blue harvest yeah, yeah. those are things that they like always point yeah. out that i just think are so funny yeah. like like that part where he, they go in the skate pod and they're like there's no life forms on board because in blue harvest they're like is that really what we're doing right now like <laughs> We're not going to shoot that, and even though there's no life forms. You know, just like those silly little things that happen yeah. that are just like, oh my goodness. Like just shoot it. <laughs> yeah. At least use it for target practice at the very least. So, <laughs> oh my. Well. Um, there was one more thing I was going to say, but I don't remember. Uh, well, while you think of it, um, should we do the Star Wars random fact of the podcast? Yes. Okay. We would be honored if you would join us. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. As you wish. So, Star Wars opened in May of 1977 in only 32 theaters across the world. Because um, everybody thought it was going to be a flop, including majority of the people that were in it um, thought it was going to be a flop. So, it only opened in 32 theaters. But by the end of the summer, so from May till the end of the summer... Almost 1,100 theaters were showing it, um, which was unheard of at the time. And a certain theater in Oregon ended up running the movie for 76 weeks straight. Wow. (laughs) That's dedication in Oregon. Yeah. It's like a year and a half almost. It's pretty, pretty long time. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. That would have gone to like the next December. Yeah. That's crazy. Something That's like crazy. That. Yeah. So that is That's the uh, random fact of the podcast. Oh, thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. The force will be with you always. Did you think of the other thing you wanted to say? Um. Maybe we should say like no. how 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 do we rank this movie in like um how we like it compared to the other ones? I don't want to say like. Yeah, I guess we are just saying like, like we like all the movies. I like all the movies. Um, yeah. But where would you put this one on a list of them, as far as which ones you like and don't like? You could say like more than. You don't have to give an exact number, but. 
Well, I know it as my exact. Oh. This is probably my fourth favorite movie. Oh, okay. And the three above it? I. Uh, six, three, and two. Six, three, two. Oh, okay. It goes six, six, three, two, okay. four. Yeah, I don't know exactly where mine is. They kind of fluctuate, I feel like. Um, I do like this one a lot. I, I like it a lot because it's kind of a, um, it's got a beginning and end kind of to it. If you think about it by itself, mm-hmm. which I like here, like you don't know what's going on at the beginning and then you're happy at the end because they won. Um, but as I get older, I am liking the Phantom Menace more and more. And I'm also liking Rogue One more and more. So yeah. I would say that is probably third for me, maybe fourth, because um, I really, really liked Force Awakens. Mm. Um, so it might be tied for third with Force Awakens. But a lot of times if I'm going to just like whatever watches a Star Wars movie, I usually pick either this one, Rogue One, or Phantom Menace. Or like my ones, mm. I just watch just those. So Yeah. Yeah. I I like it only because it's like you're meeting the characters and like it's the beginning of the story. So I like that. But I don't know. There's some parts that I'm just like, (laughs) I mean, I got to recognize it came out in like the 70s. And I feel like I'm just blind. I've just like blinded myself to like the poor graphics and hokey sets and stuff like that. Sometimes it's like I. okay, so Luke is my favorite character in the whole thing like i i like luke a lot and so but luke in the fourth movie is my least favorite version of him for sure because he's just like whiny and like kind of a little punk you know um so i think that's why i don't like it a lot because it's like luke and anakin are my two favorite characters and i just do not like luke in this version yeah Yeah, i definitely get that he's very whiny and (laughs) ignorant and he meets Han Solo and he's giving him a he's smuggling him to Alderaan and he sees the ship and he said what a piece of junk I'm like this this is the guy that is taking you through space to another planet and you're what a piece of junk like such an ungrateful kid I'm not such a bad pilot myself we could buy our own ship for that much money it's just like just you don't know how the world works Luke you know what I mean right um, yeah. Oh, which reminds me, his voice is kind of annoying in this movie. One part that one yeah. part that I thought about it, and this part is probably an honorable mention of parts that I, of like one of my favorite parts, is when they're in the trash compactor, uh, or the garbage masher, or whatever Luke calls it. Yeah. And he finally realized, oh, I can call C three PO before I get squished. And Han makes this joke, like they're about to die, and Han's like, well, at least we'll be a lot thinner after this. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> And and so uh, he calls C-3PO and he's like trying to get the things, the mashers shut down and C-3PO gets it. I mean, R2 gets it shut down in time and they're like, they're like celebrating. They're like, yeah, well, yeah, you did it. Yeah. And C-3PO is like, oh, listen to them. They're dying. I failed. I failed. I was just like, oh, that's, but they were actually safe and they were just celebrating. Yeah. But Luke was like, like, 3PO, 3PO. But, and it was funny because we were watching it me and Mel were watching it and um, she's like he's so annoying listen to his voice and look at his face he's so annoying and and I'm like well I hope when you die a horrible death that somebody is filming you so they can see how stupid your face is 
<laughs> Which, you know. I actually did think about it because it's like the introduction to Luke is, I was going to go to Tashi Stays to get his power converters. And it's like, oh my word, you're such a whiner in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But I think. Like, I don't know how much time passes between the fourth and fifth movie. Like, movie time. Oh, oh. But I'm like. like in universe man, time like, or like real he, life time? In, in his universe oh, time. Yeah. But I just feel like he grows up so much. Like, I don't know if he's supposed to grow up that much in the universe or not, but I feel like he, like, looks older, sounds older, acts older, yeah. just everything. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be about three years between A New Hope and, and Empire okay. Strikes Back, and then one year between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So Okay. Because you can just tell he grows up yeah. a lot, and it's like, yeah, so, anyways. Yeah. I think that's why the fourth one is hard for me to watch, because I'm just like, ugh. He's so yeah, annoying. But. Very much so. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I think we can wrap it up there. Call that an episode. Cool beans. Call that a podcast. Um. Well, thanks again, Molly, for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having sure. me. Sure. And um, I'll put all your info in the show notes so people can find you. Perfect. And um, thanks to everyone for listening. And uh, you can find the podcast on social media at... Sort of Star Wars. That's at S O R T A Star Wars. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, MySpace, Zanga, Geosities. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I'd really appreciate it if you gave the podcast a five star review and subscribe. And uh, you can also support the podcast um, on uh, the website, uh, anchor.fm slash Sort of Star Wars. Um, there's a support section there. So I'd appreciate that if you feel keen to um also we have a voicemail a hotline if you will for the podcast um so if people want to throw in their ideas or thoughts or two cents about the episode or the podcast they can and that number is 717-292-8694 one more place you can contact the podcast is through email so if you want to send in an email regarding Star Wars or anything else you want us to talk about, I will definitely guarantee you I will read it on the show. So if you want to hear your thoughts read by someone you don't know, definitely email sortastarwars at gmail.com. And uh, closing thoughts, Molly? <laughs> yeah, remember, if you have a face, give us a five-star rating. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you like the podcast or not, if you got a face, <laughs> you can leave us a five-star review. And hands would be helpful too. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See you later, alligator.